I had an accessory at some point. Exactly. All right, cool. Yep, good. Good to go. All right, Carlos, you good? I'm good. Cool. All right, let's jump right into it. <clears throat> All right, three, two, one. What's going on, everybody? We are officially back of all things radio. Bring flowers to the studio. That's what we're trying to encourage right now. J Vibes taking over. How we feeling so far? We good? I got a very special guest with me, the one, the only, Mr. Carlos Cooper's in the building. You probably know him from Hybrid Records. You probably know him from DJ and producing. He's well known around the local scene of Corpus Christi. Carlos, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing good. I'm pretty stoked to be here and to get to see that intro live. Yeah, up front. <laughs> that was lit i'm trying to bring that energy like i do for everyone you do Hopefully, it every time i'm glad you know what i'm saying gotta gotta flip it like an omelet yeah i'm stoked to be here um i think the first time that we met you had been doing radio for like one or two months maybe. yeah just about and so it's been cool to just like see the glow up happen yeah you know? appreciate that yeah you went from Having just started now, I see you hosting block parties and like doing all this shit. So yeah. I, I was definitely stoked whenever John asked me to come talk to you. Dude, hell yeah. I appreciate it. You too, man. I've seen you glow up. I've seen you do a lot more DJing and producing. I'm hearing yeah. stuff. I'm hearing great things. And I hear the hybrid stores doing pretty well. Yeah, it's uh it's been good. I mean, it's it's weird, like given the time that we're in and stuff and everything mm-hmm. that happened last year. But like you know, people being stuck in their houses they got real into records. You yeah. Know? And so, yeah, it's, it's been busy. You know, we're always trying to like buy big collections and stuff uh-huh. and just, you know, keep things moving and keep, you know, a quality stuff going in and out of the shop as much as we can. So, uh, yeah, definitely been super busy. It's been good. That's good. I'm glad business is at least still, you know, moving in some way, shape or form. Hey, we're still here, right? Hey, I mean, that's all that matters, <laughs> baby. That's all that matters. So what does that feel like owning your own record store? Cause I personally think that's fucking badass, but I don't know. I'm different compared to most. I don't know. Like uh, to say so. I, I would say, I would say you're different compared to most for sure. Uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's cool. Um, I, for most of my life, I would have like a job for maybe like a year or something. And then I'll get bored and move on to something else. Like I was like a bike mechanic for a while. Mm -hmm. Uh, I worked in record shops, I worked in comic shops and stuff, but I I always had, uh, if I say a problem working for someone else, that sounds bad. That sounds, sounds weird, but I always was always wanting to do my own thing and always wanted to like be the one making the decisions and stuff. Uh And so, uh, it's like super stressful all the time because there's always something going on, um, some problem to solve, uh, and all the responsibilities on you, you know, for everything. True. Even, all the weight on your shoulders. Yeah. So, but it's cool because, like, it's I, yours. I mean, it's mine. I get to, you know, I can do whatever I want. Like, if I have an idea for like a hybrid shirt, mm-hmm. I just do it. You yeah. Know? And, and put it so, out. And you yeah. can literally just in the store and that's merch. Yeah. Yeah. And so we've made, I think we've made some cool stuff over the years because of that. And, Um, yeah, I can stock whatever records I want. I Mm -hmm. can, you know, play whatever music in the store I want. Yeah. Uh, Do you yourself have like your own set of record collection, like at your place or your house? I do. Yeah. Um, do you keep those like, uh, separate from the store? Those like your, you know, the ones you can't sell? Uh, everything's for sale. man. Ah. (laughs) Capitalism is a curse. Uh, (laughs) but no, so yeah, I, I do have my own collection, especially like as a DJ, I'm like a mostly vinyl DJ these mm-hmm. days. And so I got to have, I got to have stuff for that. Um, I do keep it. I do have like a bunch of stuff in my house. Um, I, we're actually in the middle of, I'm finally going to have like a listening room, Ooh. which I'm stoked about. Uh, been, I've been working on that for a little bit. Um, 
And yeah, so definitely have my own separate record collection. I don't have nearly as many records as people usually assume that I do, uh-huh. mostly because you can't get high on your own supply. You know what I mean? Ooh. Like if I kept okay. if, I, if I kept everything that I wanted, I would never like sell anything. Yeah, for the most part, I get that. Know? And so that would be really bad for business. But uh, yeah, um, I do have a secret stash. Oh, uh, does, don't we all? Secret stash, yeah. <laughs> a couple hidden skeletons in the closet. Just <laughs> <laughs> um, You know, I was about to say maybe some guilty pleasure records, but I don't, but <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I don't believe in guilty pleasures. You like what you like. And hey, you facts, totally. You know? Hey, that's what that's what I'm talking about. Okay, yeah. I like jalapenos with my popcorn. It is what it is. Not a lot of people do. I'm just putting that out there. That's a wild combo. I've never heard of <laughs> Dude, that. Dude, I know. I got into it from going to AMC. Okay. For some reason, the jalapenos weren't like real spicy. And then someone told me to try it and I did. And then I was like, this isn't bad. So right. I was like, no, it kind of stuck. Wow. I, I mean, I've heard of like doing like the bunch of crunch in the popcorn. Like that is weird. Salty thing, but not the jalapenos. You got to try. Like, okay. Don't knock it till you try you, man. I'm just saw That's all I'm saying. So you said you're having, you're making your own little what, groove room at your place. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm kind of starting to take over maybe too much of the house because uh, I have like a studio too that I uh, that I work in. But mm-hmm. yeah, w- you know, we we always wanted to have um, a guest room. Uh, Kylie and I, like when we moved in the house we're in now, um, it was like just after we got married, and we wanted to have a guest room for like friends to come and stay. Like her best friend mm-hmm. lives in San Francisco, uh, so she would come visit sometimes. My best friend was living in Austin. Her sister lives in Austin, and so we just wanted a place where people could come crash when they came to visit and stuff. I get it, yeah. Um, but then obviously with COVID, there's less people coming to visit than before, and it got to this point where like if we didn't have a place for something, we were just throwing shit back there, right? And so during like the lockdown, we kind of both looked at each other and we're like, you know, there's, there's gotta be something more useful to do here than just like storage mm-hmm. you know what I mean? rather than just throwing clothes and whatever in the back. Like. Yeah. And also I was, I was running out of space for, uh, for my records, you know, like mm-hmm. the shelving that we did have was becoming less and less sufficient. So, uh, I bought like a thing from like a four by four from Ikea. So now we've got this like it'll end up being like a wall of records basically once I pull it up and uh, piece together a second stereo. So that stuff's in there already. You can go in there and like lay on the bed and listen to Mm -hmm. records. Um, But we want to get like a a futon or like a couch or something like that. So it's more just like very lounge vibes, very like kickback and unwind kind of vibes. I like it. Uh, Maybe a bar card. I don't know. He's like, I'm talking real lo-fi and chill. I'm talking like 80s style theme. Like that sounds cool, dude. Congratulations on that. That's what's up. And then all your success up until now and even further in the future. Um, You've been DJing and producing for quite a while. How did that originate? And then you now you also just said you've been DJing mainly with vinyls what's that like um so I've been doing it for a while I started DJing just kind of like every now and then like between sets at like a show or something and it was you know I just had records and I liked playing records and um it always seemed like kind of fun idea the producing stuff actually that was interesting because I like so I started playing music when I was like I think I played my first show when I was 13 mm-hmm. and it was, Damn, mostly, that's young. It was mostly punk band. It was like, it was a Blink-182 cover band. Oh, let's, okay. Uh, let's be real. Uh, he's like, we're being honest. Uh, Blink-182, we just kind of, you know, yeah. Uh, but then, you know, after that, it started writing my own stuff with, you know, with friends and whatnot. And mm-hmm. it was always like punk rock and stuff like that or ska. And then as I got older and my free time like dwindled, 
being in like a whole ass band Mm -hmm. was tough, you know, uh, not just like finding the people to play with that you vibed with, but also just logistically like free time. When do our schedules match up and stuff? So once I kind of stopped doing that, I still wanted to be making stuff. And so I bought like a little machine micro thing to start off mm-hmm. with. And I was like, well, maybe I could start making beats. Play around with you know? it, you know, see yeah. what, see what I cook up. Yeah. I always like hip hop and stuff. And, um, I thought it, I thought it'd be cool. And so then, yeah, I started, I started learning to sample and do stuff like that. That was kind of the first part of it. And I'm, you know, slowly teaching myself to play piano a little bit. Ooh. I can, I can fake my way through some things. Um, and Same. yeah, so it was just like, I just wanted to keep making music. I didn't like necessarily have the time to make it with a bunch of other people like mm-hmm. I had done in the past. And yeah, then we were cooking beats. That's you know? cool. dude. Uh, and, and here you are. And the vinyl DJing thing, I just, I don't know. It's like, it's, hard yeah you know i would assume so it's hard and uh so i kind of like the challenge and then i also i mean it's it's the reason i collect records and why i do what i do but just the tactile feeling of it is fun too you know Mm -hmm. Um, rather than you know i i do use serato sometimes especially when i'm doing things like um like a wedding or something yeah um just so you know you have so much more to choose from but even when i do that i still use control records uh which like, as I'm lugging all the gear into places, I'm like, why do I do this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could have just brought a controller and, my and just laptop and been done made it way it. easier in all my life. Now I've got like two 25 pound turntables. I've got like three crates of records that I'm just it. hauling back yeah, and forth, I'm sweating by the time the thing starts, you know, but I don't know. It's fun. Um, and yeah, I don't know. People get a kick out of it whenever they mm-hmm. see me out places. Like, dang, you're playing records. And I'm like, yeah. I think that's badass because it's yeah. original. Yeah. I, at least because not a lot of you know at least DJs do that nowadays. It's literally I've seen someone DJ straight up off an iPad. So like I'm kind of like, <laughs> yeah. yo, it's getting smaller and smaller to where you could just Bluetooth something now and then you're a DJ. Yeah, they have these like I, I think it's Newmark that makes it's called like a Go and it's literally like just this like stick that has these little tiny jog wheels on it. And you, yeah. I mean, it's all like, it's getting to the point where it's almost pocket sized, you know, Dude, like, that's so insane. It's, yeah. It's tiny, but yeah, it is getting smaller and smaller, but, um, and yeah, I just, you know, I like digging for old stuff. Like even when I do the records, I try not to play too much obvious stuff. I try to dig, mm-hmm. dig deep, you know, mix and, it up a little bit, find just some like really funky shit, you some know? really funky shit. You talking, play that funky music. Why boy? Or like, I don't play that one. But yeah, I mean, dude, when you start getting into records and stuff, yeah. especially into like 45s and shit, there's so many bands that put out like one single and just distribute it to the homies in the neighborhood. Yeah. And, like, and then that's where it stays. And they're super rare and super hard to find. And so you're just always looking for that kind of stuff where you put it on and you're immediately like, this is what crazy. The fuck? Why, yeah. why are these people not the biggest band in the world? So, you know, always trying to find stuff like that. And that's, and, and so I like to play stuff like that when I can. You that's know? badass, dude. It's different. It's unique. I fucking yeah. like the style. I mean, it's funny how you said earlier, you're like, yo, I could fake my way through like the piano and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like I just started doing the same thing with the keyboard. Uh, I'm learning how to play songs just based off YouTube and everything like that. But so I've never personally finished a song on the piano. Like I'll like learn maybe a minute of this song and then I'll start another song, something like that. So in a way I feel like I'm DJing through the keyboard because I'll start to play one song. And as soon as I'm like, all right, I'm running out of the keys for this one. I'll jump into another one. Yeah. And I'm like, this is cool. I'm switching from song to song to song, just specifically because I don't know how to play the rest of the song, but I think it's (laughs) cool because I'm like, all right, I know this one. So I'll just jump into these keys and then keep it moving like that. Yeah. It's fun. I need to just, you know, 
kind of create your own vibe. You mm-hmm. know? Practice makes That'd perfect. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so dude, I love how you and your wife are. Kylie Cooper, I think y'all are great. I feel like y'all are a little power couple here in Corpus Christi. Oh, I think it's you. dope. Um, do y'all get along well? Everything good there? Uh, yeah. Um, being married to your best friend is cool as fuck. I uh, bet. Honestly. That is cool. Um, yeah, she is, she's the best and um, is like my number one hype man, you know? So like, and it, it, it's cool too because, I mean, one of the things that, you know, we connected with the most uh, was our love of music and the kind of music uh, that we like. We're both like huge Kanye stands. I know. Really? I know that's controversial at this day and age. I, I feel that. That's very, you know, some Max. strong words. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, like you know, when we were like introduced as like a married couple for the mm-hmm. first time, waves started playing and it was just like, oh. it was, it, first of all, it was fucking lit. It was exactly like what I imagined it would be as yeah. epic as I thought it would be. But yeah, so I definitely like love to get her input on stuff. Cause mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I very much value her opinion and like respect like her tastes and her opinions on things. So mm-hmm. sometimes I'll be making something and I'll, I don't know. I'll be stuck or I'll be like, I, I don't know if this is the right decision. And yeah. so I can just be like, Hey, Hey, Kylie, come listen to yeah, this. What's up? And, yeah. and, and she'll like, the thing I love about her the most is she'll just be like, yo, that's whack as fuck. If it's whack, she'll you know, be dead she'll, honest. She'll tell me if you like, need someone like that. Yeah. I'll be, you know, cause, cause sometimes when you're making beats, you be doing too much. Yeah. You know, if you it's just, just you, you and then you're going you back just, and forth, you just keep adding stuff and you keep thinking like, Oh, I just gotta, I gotta add, I gotta add. Let me tweak. You know? uh, yeah. And so sometimes I'll just add too much stuff mm-hmm. and, and she'll come in and she'll just be like, oh, what's that? Why, why, yeah. why'd, why'd you, you do this? In there, you know? And so I'll be like, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. I'm overthinking. You're right. You're right. Um, so yeah, I mean, my number one supporter for sure. Sheesh. Love her to death. Uh, what was the question? <laughs> uh, don't even worry about it, bro. It's all good, baby. It's all good. That's cool, man. I'm glad you're still producing and DJing and stuff like that. Are you working on anything right now? Like any albums, EPs? You trying to collaborate with any artists? Uh, oh, I'm trying to get Ambrose on some shit. Yeah, uh, that motherfucker. I don't know I where he's at. Him up. Uh, I was actually working on something the other night. And I was I was trying to get our friend Josh to come over and help me with it. Okay. But then I sent him it and he was like, Yeah, that's dope. And then uh I texted Ambrose right afterwards. I was like, I'ma need a verse. Yeah, I'm gonna need something. Come on. Uh yeah, no, I am I am actually working on like a Jello Shot album right now. Ooh. Which is which is my DJ name, DJ Jello Shot. Uh and I want it to be a full length album and the way that I'm kind of approaching it right now is as like two I guess two EPs together basically. Mm-hmm. So I'm really going for like a super heavy, like synth funk kind of vibe on one side. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side, I'm trying to go back towards more like classic soul sounds, okay. and like, you know, real sounding drums, lots more guitar and bass rather than like heavy synth bass. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I, the current name for the record is music for you. Um, and I wanted it to come out in October, but I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, don't rush it. I, yeah, no, no, uh, I, I haven't made quite the product because uh, when I made that decision, I came up with that name. I was just like on a tear. Like I was making something every day and yeah. I was just like real motivated and stuff. Not that I'm not motivated now, but you get busy with, you know, everyday life, life dude. stuff, you know, so working on that, um, the stuff that I've gotten close to finishing so far, I'm digging mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, yeah, and then on the opposite end of the musical spectrum, I'm in uh, a band called Sword Collector. It's like a goth, like dark wave uh-huh. kind of 
synthwave band, I guess. Uh, and I don't know when this episode's coming out, but the day that we're recording this, we released our first single from our first full-length album. Mm-hmm. Uh, that dropped today? That dropped today. It's on Spotify. It's on all that stuff. Um, so you can go and listen to Go check to it, it right out now. right now. Search Sword Collector. The song is called Alter. It's from what is going to be our first full-length record, which is called Shrine. Um, but yeah, it's cool. Um, we're just kind of trying to build on the first EP we did, mm-hmm. um, which we made like during lockdown. Mm-hmm. We all live in different places. Uh, our singer, Kyle, who does a lot of the lyrical songwriting aspects, uh, right. lives in Houston. Ryan puts the sauce on everything, uh, lives in Austin. I live here. Um, so yeah, we've still never <laughs> all written a song in the same room, but we basically have this whole album it's almost done yeah. completely um and super excited about it it's like a concept record uh-huh. i think it's cool that you are getting it done while you're all in different places like that's cool yeah and you know i don't know we'll see what happens with like the rollout of the record uh-huh. um our intention was always to like put it on record like on mm-hmm. vinyl but the like lead, but the lead times right now are like six to twelve months. And oh stuff. shit! And, like, we're not trying to hold on to it for that long. Yeah, no, exactly. We want to put it out in the world. So I don't know. We might still do that. It'll just come a little bit later. But right now we're all pretty stoked about it. It's um, yeah, it's a concept record. It's like kind of. I mean, it's only ten songs, but it's big and like the scope of the storytelling and like the sounds. I mean, some of the stuff that like Kyle created this insane story mm-hmm. and. You know, I've been kind of helping like start things off and then doing like some of the production stuff of making sure everything just uh, all the sounds are right, you know, mm-hmm. all, the, all the all the tones are right and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. Ryan's been doing crazy stuff with like the mastering and the mixing of it. Like Sheesh. there was the song like the the opening song on the record he sent me or he sent us like the mix of, and Mm -hmm. I listened to it with headphones on and there's this part that's like so intense. Like I almost started feeling nauseous. Like, Oh shit. Just like there was this bass just hitting so hard. And so like, I, I think from, from what we did with our first EP to like what I think this is going to turn out to be like really hyped for people to hear it. Um, it's obviously very different from like the funk record that I'm making as Uh Jello shot, but uh, you gotta have different genres. You know, that's always kind of been my problem is I just like too many different things. And so I've always, I've always had a hard time artistically honing in on just one of those things. So mm-hmm. being able to be in Sword Collector and then being able to like DJ and produce as Jello Shot allows me to go in those different places. Yeah, uh, kind of live the best of both worlds. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because I mean, if I put out a goth record as Jello Shot, that'd be weird. The brand wouldn't make sense. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's it's cool to be able to kind of exercise both of those yeah get the balance of the two yeah yeah that's awesome so i hear little birdie tells me you got your own podcast that's slept on what's up with that you want to dive into that real quick uh yeah yeah i do have a podcast that i do with my friends joe and david Uh it's called beer and a movie Ooh, Uh, my favorite combo yeah we sit together and drink beer and talk about movies it's pretty simple um but that's i mean that's really fun uh in large part because it like it keeps me like up to date on like new stuff that's coming out. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, oh, we had a month off and like, I, f- I found myself kind of falling into like the comfort movie watching of the stuff I've seen a bunch of times, even though like there was stuff in theaters. I wanted to see stuff on VOD that was hitting mm-hmm. and whatnot. And so, and also there's all these like holes in my like 
movie watching that like mm-hmm. stuff I haven't seen that I've always wanted to see. And so like they just put on the back burner. So later yeah, or, you know, like, OK, a perfect example was like a couple months ago, we watched Seven Samurai, which is an Ooh. Akira Kurosawa film. Mm-hmm. And it's like so that movie is basically where getting the band together started. Like yeah. all the movies you see of like team assemblies and stuff yeah. like that all goes back to that movie. It's like the first oh, time I ever God. saw it on film. But it's three and a half hours long, you know, so that's like if you got the time, if you got the I mean, I, and so for me, stuff like that, sometimes I'll be like, man, I don't know if I'm trying to watch a three and a half hour movie. Yeah. Right now. But with the podcast, I'm like, okay, I, I got to do it like yeah. for the show. It'll be good content. And yeah, but it's so good. It like doesn't feel like three and a half hours long. It's like an amazing movie. And so uh, doing the show helps me to kind of get over some of those stupid, like mental hurdles that I have about watching certain things or whatever. And so, so it's cool. And yeah, uh, you know, we drink really cool beer. We try to find like, the weirdest or kind of yeah most the underground shit you know people really pushing the boundaries putting crazy shit in there or like uh you know we had this uh okay this was like maybe a couple of years ago now even but we had like a a, a habanero stout like a oh, spicy shit. stout you know which is not something i just like putting jalapenos and popcorn yeah not something i would have thought to do but it tastes good it or what great i mean oh and this one now was i gotta like, try it this one was dead ass hot like yeah it was like we talking burn the throat hot or like pika high like i'm i'm kind of a baby when it comes well, okay to i i don't i don't handle spice super well so yeah. i'm probably not the right person to ask but it was good like it tasted good and uh so yeah, definitely you can literally listen to it anywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, if you use that. It's just beer in a movie. Uh we are a hundred and sixty-one episodes in. Wow. Uh, when did this originate? Would y'all started this what a few years back or yeah, we started in I wanna say yeah, it was twenty eighteen because I didn't I didn't start it. Uh, David and Joe and our friend Ethan, who doesn't do it with us anymore, started it. And Ethan had come in and was telling me about it in the shop in hybrid. And I was like, man, I've always wanted to do a podcast. Uh, and he was like, well, come, we're recording on Sunday. You just got to watch these movies beforehand. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm down. And then I realized that Kylie and I were going to look at our wedding venue that Sunday. Mm. And I was like, Maybe. Well, that, uh, and she was like, no, uh, no, you're yeah. coming, you're coming. I was like, okay, okay. All right. And so, yeah, I missed the first two, but then I've been on it since then. And then I started producing it around like 15 or 20 episodes in or whatever. And so I like edited it and everything. Mm-hmm. But um, at first we weren't even doing like an episode a week. Sometimes we'd be like, oh, we're busy, whatever. You know, we kind of, I don't know, didn't take it quite as seriously. But now we're re- we've been releasing an episode every single week for like – a year and a half, two years, maybe. Mm-hmm. I guess two years because we start we started doing it like strictly every week before COVID. So, uh, so yeah. I mean, we've been at it for a while. Um, I don't know when this is coming out, but we're like all October long. It's all horror front to back. Mm-hmm. Really getting in, getting in the mood and in the uh, spirit of the season. Yeah, and yeah, you know we usually talk about a new movie and pair it with an old movie that maybe inspired it or is like yeah. similar or something like that. Um, sometimes we'll do like director focused episodes, but it's always, it's always a good time. I think that for the most part, we always watch good movies. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they make me watch shit. I don't want to see and I give them hell for it, but, uh, Fuck it. uh, so it's cool. We actually just did an episode, um, about this movie or 
we talked about this movie Habit, which was directed by a woman named Janelle Shirtcliffe, who's from Corpus. Wow. And this was her directorial debut, and it stars Bella Thorne and Gavin Rosdale. And that bitch, everyone. Uh, yeah, and so that so it's 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 especially cool when we get to do stuff like that that has some kind of ties to Corpus, mm-hmm. even Texas, you know, when we talk about Texas filmmakers, but yeah. That's cool, man. That's awesome. I'm glad you got like a lot of cool things in the works, man. You got the hybrid records, you got your own podcast, Marriage is Good, you're DJing and producing, yeah, yeah. you're working on a new EP slash album. Yeah. That's fucking badass, Carlos. That's yeah, a lot of, it's a lot of. Exactly. Stuff. When you say it out loud, you're like, holy shit, I am doing kind of a lot. I don't ever list it like that. Yeah. You know? I just, well, you need to start, put that, all that shit on the resume and be like, though, this is all I'm working on. You want to know what the fuck I'm doing? That's what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. I just, you know, normally just try to look at it one step at a time so I don't get overwhelmed and super anxious. <laughs> Dude, that's all we can do is take one thing yeah. at a time. I mean, it is what it is day by day. As long as you're doing you and you're okay with that and the pace you're moving at, I feel like that's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. And I'm, Currently, like with at least the music for like the Jello Shot stuff, I'm really in this place where I'm trying to like work with people. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, I have something. I don't know if I can say this, but I, I have, I have something that I worked on with Monique coming oh. in. I don't, I don't know. You oh, can oh, that oh, out. Oh, I don't oh. know if she's down with me saying that because um, I don't know when that's supposed to come out. Uh, and then yeah, I'm gonna get Ambrose on something. Sheesh. Uh, definitely trying to, I'm trying to do more remix stuff and I'm trying to, trying to get people on the beats, you know, stuff like that. Um, cause I, you know, I've, I've, I've been making beats solo for a while and it's cool, mm-hmm. but it's a lot more fun when you like hand it to somebody and you're like, yo, yeah, put your own touch on this. But yeah. And then you get it back. And you're like, all right, this yeah. is the shit I'm talking about. Yeah, Ambrose has rapped on one of my beats before. That's cool. I mean, he's a dope guy. I mean, I don't know. He can't really. The coldest. Like, the coldest rapper out Oh, yeah, the fire to fuego. Yeah. Bro got all the jams and everything in between. I'm talking jelly and peanut butter. <laughs> Best live show, too. <laughs> You're not rappers, wrong. You're not wrong. I'm waiting to see his next up and coming show. We'll see what happens with that, what he got <sighs> cooking in the works. I'm trying to hear the new record. I'm trying to get that I'm trying to get that early advance release. That's what I'm saying, aren't we? Oh, God damn it. Carlos Cooper, dude, I appreciate you coming in. You're a fucking awesome and cool dude. You're doing a lot of cool shit around. If you don't know, this man is the bee's knees, all right? You need to fuck with him. Catch them on uh, the beer and a movie podcast hybrid records go buy some motherfucking records because people don't have enough of those all right you can uh, never have that's if there's one thing that i can stress to people is you can never have enough records that's what i'm saying this man had to go get his own fucking record store because he had so many records <laughs> it's ridiculous i love it carlos cooper thank you for coming of all things radio next time i'm bringing you flowers because you fucking deserve it thanks thanks for having me not anytime it. i appreciate you coming in and we'll be back with another fucking episode of all things radio Thank you for coming in. Carlos Cooper in the motherfucking building. Shout out Ambrose Brown. Shout out Ducky. We'll be back with another episode. More seasons coming soon. Better stick around because we got all the jams, all the peanut butter between the bread and everything in between. We'll be back with another episode. Thank y'all for tuning in. We out. Sheesh. Sheesh.